spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. And I'm John. And we are your Real Movie Guys. It's February, so that means all this month we'll be celebrating the real season of love. The Real Season of Love is a celebration of romantic comedies and Valentine's Day must-watches. We're taking one last detour, I promise you, one last detour down the lane. We're going to be taking a look at the remake to our one of our favorite horror movies i think on the channel my bloody valentine 2009 or my bloody valentine 3d if you want to call it that tom returns to his hometown on the 10th anniversary of the valentine's day night massacre that claimed the lives of 22 people instead of a homecoming tom finds himself suspected of committing the murders it seems like his old flame is the only one that believes he's innocent john I don't think it's a, a secret we really liked the last movie. We both thoroughly enjoyed it more than I think we expected to, by any means. Yeah, yeah no secret. Then we got to this movie. I'm not happy this, at this all movie. with what we got here. I'm sorry. It's one of those things where it's going to harken back to one of our most popular reviews at times, too, where we talked about Piranha 3D. And 3D was a weird time for horror. We got a lot of 3D movies that didn't need to be in 3D. And God knows My Bloody Valentine did not need to be in 3D. I don't think no. it's just that that hurts this movie. We're going to talk about that. But this movie is just not good from head to toe. This is just no. not a good telling of that story that we got. The CGI for this movie is so bad. Yeah. Well, like, we're, we're like, going to get into the negatives. we got a lot of negatives to talk about. Before we do that, before we just go into you know, the laundry list of issues we have, uh, I, there's a couple things I think that were positive, and I want to see if you agree. I think some of the kills were actually pretty decent. We'll talk about that more later. But overall, I think there were some decent kills in this movie, especially for being a more modern horror movie. I, I think we got some decent stuff out of this. Nothing too crazy, but there's a couple that stand stood out to me, I think, overall. I also talked about Scooby-Doo for adults, and I think this movie does that. It continues to do that, right? The mystery is one of the stronger aspects, if you, if you even want to call it that, in this movie. I don't think the mystery was overtly bad, they kind of heavily imply towards one side, but I think overall, I think the mystery still kind of works. I think also the mind setting, they actually filmed in a closed mind again for this movie, so they actually did keep the true mind aesthetic. Arguably, the best part of this movie is the mind scene. Would you agree with that? Just being in the mine when they're actually running from, you know, the miner at that point. That was probably the most powerful scene, and it continues to be the strongest part that, that I truly do love about this series. The miner, he still looks intimidating. It's odd because they didn't change up his look at all. You know, usually when you get like a remake of a, a horror icon, we saw it a little bit with like Jason. They get like a more modernized look. Miner didn't change at all. <laughs> I literally think he has the same costume he had from the original. He didn't need it, right? He didn't need a more modernization look. He just, he looks intimidating enough as he is. The big thing, which it's kind of weird we're going to talk about this now is... I do like the ending of this film. If you go back to our previous review, you know, we, we had a, a conception of what was going to happen, right? At least I did. TJ's not in this movie. TJ's now Tom. Everyone's going to think it's Tom, but it's actually going to be Axel the whole time. Axel's a cop in this movie, so it's a little bit different, too. You have a little different change. I thought we were going to get the same thing, and we didn't at all. And I actually thought that was one of the stronger points of the movie, 
where they're they're confronting they're having the big confrontation scene towards the end of the film trying to determine you know who's the killer who is it and you know they look at tom and tom's like oh my god it's the miner he's here and he looks they look behind him and they see the miner and then you realize none of the other characters can see the miner right and he keeps walking towards them he's like I, we don't see anybody he's like he's right there you don't see him doing his bad acting which we'll, we'll talk about too he keeps walking towards him and then he does this really cliche ugly fade into his body and you realize it was tom tom was the minor the whole time and i like that twist i like how he was like subconsciously i don't know maybe maybe i do and i don't like it at the same time because the more i think about it the more it bothers me too where it's it's never really clear what happened is he just so mentally unstable that he couldn't realize he was the killer was he possessed because then uh kerr smith who plays axel he makes like a weird comment he's like no you're Harry. Harry was here the whole time. And then like, then he looks at him, Jensen Ackles, who plays Tom. He looks at him and goes, that's right. I'm here. He makes this like, weird comment. And I'm like, okay, that, that's kind of weird. What are, you, what are you trying to go with? I, I, don't, I don't know. Pick a side. What are you trying? Are you possessed? Are you just mentally unstable? Whatever the case is, I guess the reveal was cool overall, though. I'll give him credit for that. At least they play with my expectations. And, and they made that scene memorable. And the last thing I'll give it is they do return to some of those cool visuals I really do appreciate from the first film, especially the mine scene. They pay tribute to my favorite scene is when they're sma- he's smashing the lights with the pickaxe. But they add a unique layer. Once it's revealed that Tom is the miner, it's just Tom walking towards him. He smashes the light with the pickaxe. Every time he does that, it flashes to him in the miner suit with the lights flashing. I'm like, that's really cool. That's a really cool choice there for, for you know, re- that, that reveal. Like, he's like he's inside him, and there's still that same character. Again, not sure if it's a possession, if it's a mental instability, whatever the case is. But, again, overall, just really, really cool. It's one of the few choices that they made that was good. Going into John's point there, let's talk about some negatives. <laughs> now, John, what bothered you? Let's start with something that you didn't like. Because there's, there's a lot of things this movie did wrong, and I want you to really kick this one off. Well, here, let's start with the big fish in the room. All right. The terrible, terrible acting. It's interesting. Making it, making it <laughs> stupid. And even like the fact that the director wrote himself into this movie. Oh, yeah. For his scene of making love with the one lady for her to be naked for like 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. But he just wrote himself into a scene like that. I know Patrick Lussier's done this before. He likes to give himself extended like sex scenes in movies. I don't know what that's about. Yes, he does write himself into a sex scene with a young woman. It's very un- uncomfortable. It, you've unpacked a lot of things here, so I'll, I'll, we'll tackle that one first. <laughs> uh, the new, I'm, I'm all for nudity in a, in a horror movie. It's part of the culture. It's part of the way it's supposed to be. That being said, it was a really uncomfortable like triple X sex scene in the movie. But not even that. I can get over that part of it. Like that's not such a huge deal. The fact that the, he has the girl he's with. She's running around naked for almost five minutes of the film, well, just the, seemingly to run around naked for no reason. The fact that he puts on all of it after they have sex, puts on his clothes to go get into his truck. Right. For some odd reason. She couldn't. He's putting on his clothes and she doesn't put on any clothes. She just runs out the door. Naked. Yeah. Chasing after him. And then we have a whole chase scene of the miner going after her. It was so unnecessary. And again, not a prude by any means. I like myself some nudity. I don't, don't you know, it doesn't bother me. It's when it's just so blatant and just unnecessary to the point where it becomes uncomfortable and nudity you can argue can be just uncomfortable in general but this is really uncomfortable just for no reason like i can't like why are you naked there's no reason for you to be naked right now the fact that this director keeps doing that makes me think so he's got yeah he's got some issues 
I want to touch on what you just spoke about too, is the acting. It's funny because we watched the original one where they're not known actors by any means. They're just a bunch of Canadian young, young adults. You know, they scraped, they scraped together and got into a movie. We get some actors that have a little bit of weight to them. We have Kerr Smith, who's famous. He was in like final destination. Uh, People may know him. He was in Dawson's Creek was like his big push. So he's a seasoned actor. He can actually act a little bit. Uh, Jensen Ackles, who ironically, which is a little fun tidbit here, Jensen Ackles is from Supernatural, one of the famous CW shows that just ended. I actually really like Supernatural. I think it's a really good show, and he, he does a really good job on that show as well. The same year, 2009, his br- brother in the show uh, also came out with the show, uh, Jared Padalecki came out with the Friday the 13th remake, which we touched on this channel. We really liked. It had potential, I thought. It was something that, you know, it rebooted the series in a fresh way, and it was interesting to see where it goes. Jensen over here, you know, he didn't have such a good time. Uh, I think he picked the dud. And unfortunately, I feel like he was just trying to be Dean from Supernatural. Now, John, I know you're not familiar with that, but Dean's just this like tough guy who talks like this all the time. And I got to do what I got to do, man. And that's how I am. I-, I think he was just coasting on that. Or the director maybe just was coasting on people knowing who he was from that show to try and make it popular. Cause God, does he fall flat? Everything he says at times, I, I couldn't buy it no matter what. And everyone was just so unlikable. I think the problem really just is everyone's soulless to their core. Even the love triangle was kind of disgusting more in this movie. You have Sarah who married Axel because Tom left. It's a little, again, different from the original. Uh, we find out the reason Tom left is because he was in a mental facility, which good for him, I guess. So he's, he's back in town. And they have this whole plot where he wants to sell the mine. The owner of the mine died, and he's the son. He's the heir to the mine, and he wants to sell it. Why does he want to sell it? You know, in horror movies, we didn't touch on this in the first one. There's logic issues in that movie, for sure. There's a lot of logic issues. One of my favorite logic issues from the first film is when they're climbing up the ladder and a body falls. And they're like, oh, we got to go right back down. Just keep going up. You're almost out of the mine. Why are you going back down? What the hell's wrong with you? But you can forgive it. They're scared. They don't know what to do, so they, they figure something out. This movie is like, i got to sell the mine. Well, why? He never says. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, oh, I'm not going to sell the mine anymore. Why? What the hell? <laughs> the plot yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I feel like by trying to change some of the backstory, the best way to really like exemplify this change to me is the beginning of the movie where we get the whole like newspaper article segment where they're running all these newspaper articles and they're overcomplicating this, the whole plot of this movie. Why do they need to make it so complicated? The original was just simple. It worked. It was easy to understand. You knew what happened. And this one, Harry didn't eat anybody. He just killed everyone to conserve air. Okay, that, that's not as terrifying if you ask me. And then you open with the whole Harry. That was another change I didn't like either. We got to see more of Harry. They had this weird opening scene with him. And they're all 30-year-olds playing teenagers, which is hilarious to see. I got a good I got a good chuckle out of that, too. He goes after all these kids. He starts killing them. And then they cut forward and do a time jump. Why did we need that whole scene? We didn't need that whole explanation. The original, we really didn't get to see Harry at all in the original we got a couple like tidbits of what he was doing here and there but we never saw the harry character it was always like that shadow looming over everyone and this movie just ruins that in my opinion real question you want to ask yourself kev mm-hmm. why did they make this movie well money is of course you know the main reason i guess they could thought they could capitalize on a dead franchise which again well, hollywood is as hollywood does also the weird thing though to me is now the first one 
if I can remember, didn't do as hot and not ma- as many people know about it, right? Right. But then they make this movie, and this one's terrible. So not only did they kill the franchise, mm-hmm. but they also killed this character. They did. and As we have never seen him again since. This is something I wanted to talk about with you, too. So does the minor character work outside of the mine as a killer? Yes. Do you think that's... I don't think he does after watching this movie. I think there's the argument made. You can see Jason going around killing people. You can see Ghostface, uh, Michael Myers. You can see all these iconic slasher characters out of their element into the real world, doing doing what they got to do. The Miner, I think this movie in some way, again, it could just be the director, could be the direction they went in. I don't think he works outside the mine. One of my scenes that I feel like proves this is the grocery the store scene where he's chasing after Sarah and the the other girl that Kerr Smith is knocking up, which was a stupid subplot too, which I'm not even going to go into. He's chasing after them into this grocery store. And I'm like, this looks so stupid. It just really hit me. Like the minor character did not work in a grocery store chasing after people. He just doesn't work out of that element. I think in the mine, this haunted mine, it works. That's where his character needs to stay. He can travel out of, you know, out of it a little bit and do what he's got to do. But when he's not in the mine in this movie, it's really just, odd and just doesn't work i really don't think it works and i I can see maybe i think if you kept the stories in the mind maybe having stories revolving around going to investigate what happened there and and stuff like that try to keep it centralized in that area i can see this character working but as a a character who can try go on like adventures and slasher tromping character i don't think it works see i disagree i think they it could work I think that obviously I feel like grocery stores is like a terrible place to do it. A grocery store is not really spooky. Like, come right. on. But like he works. He, I'm, I guess maybe what I'm really trying to get, he works best in the mine. In the, in the dark. In the dark. Lurking in the dark in the mine, though, with those narrow hallways, those low ceilings. Again, he's not a big guy. Jensen Ackles is not a big guy either. So they kind of kept that motif. It just really, when he's not in the mind to me, it really stands out. And he loses a lot of that scare factor that the character has. The ending also leaves another thing I, I didn't like. So I, I, again, I did admire the twist a little bit. I gave them some points for that. Unfortunately, they uh, the ending leaves zero impact, in my opinion. At the end, the mine collapses. There's this big 3D explosion, which we're going to talk about 3D in a little bit. There's a big 3D explosion. Whoa, it's at my face. And the, the mine collapses. Uh, they have rescuers go in to save everyone. And they find Tom laying in the ground. The guy's like, I'm going to help you. Tom kills that guy. And he sneaks out of the mine wearing his the firefighter. I guess he's a firefighter. His clothing. And he makes this very stupid decision that I I can't defend and I don't like as he's leaving the mine he looks at the camera and takes the mask off there's tons of people around they're still there like he's not out of danger yet he's he's a killer he's a murderer he's revealing himself people know who he is it makes no sense like I know Jensen Ackles I know they're using you to sell the movie that that was the whole premise of this they're going to use you why are you revealing your face in front of other people? It's such a weird logic issue that like we have to show his face one more time for the ladies at home. They, they need to see it. I, stupid. I'm sorry. That was a really st- stupid decision. As if they stayed for this long. Even if they would have had a sequel, which uh, <laughs> I guess they, they'll never will, thank God, in, in some regard. I think if you're going to do anything, I don't think a remake was the way to go with this. Maybe some kind of pseudo sequel to the original. Might have been more interesting. You could have just had more fun with it. Bad decisions all around on this movie. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite kills in this movie. But in honor of that, one more time, we're going to bring back the Real Kill Award. 
Real Kill Award is an award given to the kills that we think are the best in the film and most deserve it. John, kick this one off for me. What right. kill in this film do you think deserves the Real Kill Award? Uh, my favorite kill of this movie was Celine, the motel manager, when she walks into the room. She gets an uppercut with the axe to the ceiling. <laughs> that was awesome so let's talk about the elephant in the room celine's a short person <laughs> uh is it cruel yeah a little bit we were laughing at it i'm sorry we did we laughed at it it's a gruesome kill i i, I gotta go with you on that he literally just chucks the pickaxe into her jaw picks her up off the floor slams her into the ceiling with electricity raining down into the light it's over the top it's outrageous I think it works. I can understand where you're coming from for that one. For my real kill, I'm going to nominate Burke, who's killed with a pickaxe through the jaw, and then his jaw is ripped right off. This scene was probably one of the best kills, I think, in the movie where we got to see some practical effect, which is very slight in this movie. We're going to talk about that, too. We get to see Burke, who the miners, you know, lurking outside. He's the retired uh, police chief. He's outside looking for the miner and the miner turns up behind him. He takes the pickaxe, shoves it into his jaw. He rips his jaw clean off. Next. This this was a good marriage, right? There is some CG used in this scene. It's, it's slight. It's not as much as you would think. I did look at a little behind the scenes for this just to clarify that because I wanted to make sure because you can I mean if if it's as good as I say it is then good on them you know that's really good CGI because it, it looks pretty good to me in the movie I actually thought it was one of the better scenes and just to see the pickaxe used in that manner where he rips off his jaw gotta give him props man that 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 stays with you well yeah that's what I was gonna ask you I didn't really know if, exactly if they used CG or if they didn't. But I know I saw some things where the guy that was making like the prosthetics, he right. did use a real head and had the whole thing done. Right. But I don't remember. I didn't really remember if they used CG exactly. That's that. good, though. So in my opinion, if you look at something and can't tell if it's CG or not, that's good CG. Right. <laughs> we can agree there. I think if you're not yeah. sure, you did a good damn good job. Right. If, if it's convincing you that much. The kills other than that, I feel like are very lackluster. Even the ones that have potential. Uh, there's one where Brandy, she's this girl in the tunnel. She gets a shovel shoved into her jaw against a pole. A very cool scene. A very cool, like, gruesome way to kill somebody. But her head's CG. And it looks yeah. terrible. And they well, add even, that whole 3D effect, and I don't like it. It just ruins a potentially memorable kill. Well, even when you start off the movie, they're in the hospital, and all those people are dead. But then there's that... The mannequin-looking dude. Yeah, that down. ruined it. I'm like, is that a mannequin? I actually like, said it out loud when we were watching the movie. <laughs> the fact that they start this movie out like that yeah, just made me go like, but you know what's going to happen next? It's a cool scene, too. Though. I mean, it's a cool idea for a scene. I mean, just to see Harry rip everybody apart and there's this like apocalyptic look going in the hall. I'm like, oh my god. Is this what we're dealing with? It. it set a tone that I was excited for a little bit at first because I'm like, all right, is this what we're getting into? Got this monster-ass guy just ripping people apart, going crazy. You don't get that at all for the rest of the movie. Another kill I thought I actually liked. It was more of a subtle one, but I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, the character Ben, the miner breaks into his house, and he puts the pickaxe on the floor, and then he shoves Ben's head into the pickaxe. He actually, like, curb stomps him into the pickaxe. 
Like, that's pretty brutal. Okay, that, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Again, they have these clever ideas. What holds it back, you may ask? Digital effects. There's a lot of digital effects. And the reason there's so many digital effects is because, whoa, it's coming at you 3D is in this movie. This is the example of those movies you do not want to see, where 3D was the only hook they had going on. And it's done poorly every single time, in my opinion. It's literally, like I just said, whoa, it's coming at you. And it's terrible. And I, I hate it. I hate every second of it. It's so distracting. It's so jaunting even if you had a good 3d television i think to watch this movie it went at it it still looks terrible no matter what it just is unnecessary and if, in my opinion i think it ruined a series of horror movies especially in those that 2000 year like that 2009 2010 area i think it really hurt the horror genre for a while and in my opinion hurt a potentially you know good legacy character for the minor for my bloody valentine but i think we're at that point though we're going to give our final scores. I'm going to give My Bloody Valentine a D-. It's terrible. It has some things that stand out to where I can enjoy it to a degree, but I, you can't ignore it. It's entirely disappointing. This movie had a lot to live up to, at least in my opinion, as far as the, the, the previous film, which I, I would argue is one of my favorite you know, classic horror films of all time. This is nowhere near it. The acting's hollow. The story changes are terrible and hollow. We didn't even go into some of the details with the story just because I don't even want to really talk about it that much. It just really did nothing for me. The things I liked, some of the kills I thought were interesting. The twist ending, decent job. You know, I, th I think there was potential with that, even though it was undercut by a weird gotta show the actor's face end scene. It just didn't do it for me. John, where do you stand with this film? Oh. Uh. I'm gonna give this movie an F. I thought it. I thought it failed. I thought it was boring. Let's be real. If this movie didn't have some of those good kills, the rest of this movie is just bad, and boring. You don't care about any characters. You don't care about really anything that's going on in this movie. In a horror movie, you're looking for great kills. This one had very few, and the CG overtook everything. Yeah, and like I said, I have to give them some props. I, I was close to an F. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I do admire the twist ending, subverting expectation. I thought some of the effects were pretty decent. Not enough to save the movie by any means. I, this comes with a, you know, a stay away from me for sure. This movie, it's a time capsule of what we hate about the 3D film era. And I'm glad we moved away from that. And this is a prime reason of why we should have and why we did. 100% agree. John, where can the people find us at home? You can find us over on YouTube. The Real Movie Guys on YouTube, go over, like our channel, subscribe if you haven't. Um, you can also watch this and rewatch some of our old movies that we did on in October. Horror movies are a real terror month. Yeah, I want go you back. guys to go back. Do me a favor. Go back and watch our Friday the 13th review and then this My Bloody Valentine review. Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki, the Supernatural Brothers. Who won, in your opinion? Let us know. Let us know in the comments who you think had the better movie. Personally, Friday the 13th, hands down, was a better remake. You know, said something decent for the future. This movie, I don't know what the hell they were doing. You can also find us over on Twitter. You can interact with us over there. Let us know your opinion on these this movie or other movies that maybe you found interesting. Horror movies, love stories, whatever you want to interact with us. You can also find us over on Instagram. Go over there. Hit us up on Instagram. We'll try and get back to you over there, too. Let us know your favorites over there, too. 
Uh, you can listen to us on many podcasting platforms, such as... Yes, for your listening pleasure, we are also available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places. If you already are right now, hey, greatly appreciate it. Just search out Real Movie Guys, we should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That guy over there, he's John. We are your Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Don't forget, love is in the air as the real season of love continues. We'll scare you next time. See you.